Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer. I am the Dream Business Coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, the creator of Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters, and host of Dream Business Radio, which is why we're here right now. Dream Business Radio is in its ninth year. So welcome to another fantastic live edition of Dream Business Radio. I have a very special guest today on a topic just I, I adore and I'm, I feel so, uh, so blessed to have an expert like this, Alicia Kramer. Um, I'll introduce Alicia in one second. Uh, Stephanie and I right now, we're, we're slowly traveling north to our home port in Chesapeake City, Maryland. We're in St. Augustine, Florida. Cool, cool town we love. Anyway, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner who's tired of slow to no growth in your business, if you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, and or if you'd really like to develop multiple streams of revenue in your business, then uh, join the Dream Business Mastermind led by me, Captain Jim, at www.dreambizcoaching, dreambizcoaching.com. Okay, let me tell you about my special guest today. And um, I was so excited when her, when her uh, information crossed my desk. Alicia Kramer is a renowned mindset expert. She's an author, a coach, consultant, a serial entrepreneur, having worked with hundreds of private clients for well over a decade from startups to owners of multi-million dollar companies, Alicia has an intimate understanding of the mindset pitfalls that affect entrepreneurs. Her clients include successful business professionals, executives, and entrepreneurs who are driven to take their personal and professional success to the next level, as we like to say. Alicia, welcome to Dream Business Radio. How are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you, Jim. You know, um, I, I usually say probably once or twice a day, certainly, you know, half a dozen times a week, I get pitched with guests and I'm, you know, I just do a, a weekly show. So it's usually more than way more, but I, I, I saw you that you were a mindset expert and um, that's something, I mean, that's what I wrote my book decide on is all about the mindset and how you do it. And you're specifically, you do, you do um, hypnotherapy coaching as well. And that was one of the very big breakthroughs in my own personal journey. So I'm really excited to have you on. How in the world did you get into this? I mean, I, I'm sure there's a story there somehow. You didn't just like pick a card, hypnotherapy. Okay, let's do that. There's what got you into that? Yeah, okay. there's a story. Um, so I will say that uh, hypnosis did enter my life at a couple of different points where it became the most impactful was after I had been physically and sexually assaulted. I had post-traumatic stress disorder. I was in a really, really bad state. A lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of negative emotions and negative thoughts. And I needed, uh, I needed something to cure me because I wasn't willing to self-medicate. I wasn't willing to um, be medicated. I knew that was not going to really solve the issue. So one of the modalities that I, I utilized in order to help me through that was hypnosis. I went to a hypnotherapist um, and then I started listening to a lot of uh, hyp hypnosis audios 
And um, I mean, that in conjunction with a lot of other modalities, many of which I do in my practice with my clients as well. Uh, but it definitely had a special place in my heart, I guess you could say. And when I was uh, 28, I was managing a cell phone store to pay the bills because my EFT practice that I had wasn't generating enough income. I find out I'm pregnant. It's completely unexpected. And I'm sitting in this cell phone store and I think to myself, there is no way I can send this baby off to some stranger to basically raise him while I'm working at this job that I absolutely mm. hate. And I had been an aspiring business owner. I failed multiple times and I decided in that moment I had to do it right. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just knew I had to. And I um, remember being at home and I'm researching and the thought just entered my mind and, and it seemed like a long shot. Um, and I did some research and I found a nationally accredited college of, of hypnotherapy and I enrolled and it just was the right fit. Um, so newborn baby, uh, brand new brick and mortar hypnotherapy practice, and I'm all in. And, um, you know, that's obviously grown uh, into what it is today, where I'm no longer just known as the go-to hypnotherapist for entrepreneurs. Now I focus more on mindset and hypnosis is only one of the modalities that I use to help my clients get there. Wow. Results. So um, obviously a horrific experience. And did you do other things or, I mean, how did you latch on to hypnosis? Because I, I, the hypnotherapist I went to many, many years ago for my fear of public speaking, um, I thought, I thought, to me, I thought hypnosis was, you know, they hypnotize you on a stage and you, you dance like Michael Jackson in front of a group or something. I didn't know that it was actually a way to work on the subconscious brain. Did you know that ahead of time or how did you learn that? Yeah. So, I mentioned that hypnosis entered my life at a couple of different points. I had a pretty, rocky childhood, uh, you could say. And um, I remember my school guidance counselor giving me a cassette tape. Hmm. It was stress relief for kids of alcoholic families. And I would listen to that to calm down. I'd listen to that to relax. And um, I listened to it so many times that then and, and I grew up on a dairy farm, so I'd go up into the haymow to be doing my chores as a getaway. And I would do these techniques in my mind to calm myself down, not even realizing way back then as a little girl that I was basically doing self-hypnosis. Right. Um, so I understood at a very early age, you could say, the therapeutic benefit of hypnosis. You know, um the, the hypnotherapist that I went to many years ago gave me an express because I was trying to do all these things to fix my own fear, phobia from uh, self or positive affirmations, all different things. And he says, Jim, there's nothing wrong with positive affirmations. It's trying to overlay a, a positive track over what has been a negative track. But he said, think of it like this. Your mind is like a carafe. And if you're into really good coffee and you buy really expensive coffee from somewhere, but, but you put it in the old carafe you have to clean out the crud before that new coffee will take and see that very visual. So that made sense to me. So he did a little, you know, work on me and cleaned out some crud. And then the positive stuff was able to layer and I guess, uh, help me flourish. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I mentioned to the, 
uh, this to you in a conversation that we've had previously. I like to use the analogy of a flower garden. If you're going to plant a beautiful flower garden, you've got all of these seeds, all of these bulbs, right? You're going to plant this beautiful garden. And so you're planting, planting, planting. But if you're planting it on weedy soil, you're not going to have a thriving mm. garden. You're just not. You've got to pull all the weeds. You've got to prepare that mental soil for your success. And a lot of people are reading lots of books, taking lots of programs, doing all this stuff, and they're putting lots of good stuff in their mind, but they still have all that not good stuff that yeah. they're bumping up against. So when you started your practice, did you, I mean, was it, was the funnel wide open? I mean, did you do stop smoking, weight loss, or did you really want to focus on business and mindset entrepreneurs? And When I first started, I was just a, a general hypnotherapist. Okay. People would come in for all the, all the classic stuff, um, mm -hmm. quitting smoking, losing weight, confidence, fear of public speaking, fear of heights, uh, you name it, <laughs> mm -hmm. I did it. And what I found was uh, the people that I got the most excited about working with didn't even matter what we were working on. They were all business owners. That wow. goes back to, you know, I made, made the statement that I had been an aspiring entrepreneur since I was 18. I filed bankruptcy on my my first official business when I was 21, 22 years old. So the dream was always in there. And I think that when I started to work with these, these clients, it was reigniting that passion. And I recognized that there was something there. And so when I decided I wanted to transition out of being exclusively tied to my local brick and mortar business, mm -hmm. I um, started to work with clients virtually and I went international. And then I started focusing more specifically on working with business owners. And even to this day, although I'm working with business owners, with entrepreneurs, uh, more often than not, all the other stuff is still coming up. So they may come in for business goals or confidence or self-esteem or self-worth or whatever the thing is. They've got marriage problems. They've got communication issues. They've got these other things that are coming up. Mm. And if you really want to create a life and business you love, you've got to clean all that stuff up. You know, you can't yeah. just focus 100% on the bottom line. You've got to, you know, clean it all up. So uh, there's so much I want to ask and, and jam into this conversation. So when we met about uh, two or three weeks ago, I mentioned that I've been working with somebody, a hypnotherapist and brick and mortar. And then when COVID hit, it was almost like, uh oh, what now? And then he, he discovered you can really do quite effective work virtually through Zoom or whatever. Did you know that? I mean, is that is, is a lot of your work gone virtual now to save commuting and, and or rent, perhaps? Or? For years. I have yeah. not worked in person with a client in probably, I don't know, maybe close to ah. 10 years. Wow. Um, so my clients are all over, um, predominantly in the United States and English speaking countries. Um, mm -hmm. But I do have clients who are all over the globe. And you do not need to be sitting in the same room with someone sitting next to them in order for hypnosis to be effective. It's all just different techniques, these okay. techniques that help you to enter into that optimal brainwave state uh, for that subconscious reconditioning. So a technical question real quick, and then I want to dive into the entrepreneur brain. When you're doing it virtually, do you have them wear headphones or I mean, is, is the sound important or it doesn't matter? 
It doesn't matter. Now, if okay. someone is listening to a hypnosis audio, like a pre-created hypnosis audio that has uh, like a like binaural beats, that's mm -hmm. a special brainwave technology where the audios are entering different, um, you know, different ears and affecting different hemispheres of the brain. Then it's advisable to listen to headphones. But it's really just language. It's language. It's a language-based modality, and that's why the only way that hypnosis is not going to work for someone is if they don't understand the language okay right? or um you know some people will will say oh i cannot be hypnotized and usually what that means is i didn't go into a deep trance and therefore i thought i was not hypnotized because people have these misconceptions about what hypnosis actually is yeah. and what it feels like yeah i remember that too like i don't think i'm down but then when he brought me up. I was like, wow, I was down <laughs> you know, when you're there. You don't think it anyway. So this is a show obviously for um, entrepreneurs, small business owners. How does somebody's mindset or whatever their internal beliefs are, that track that plays, how does it affect whatever success they can achieve in business? Because that seems to be job number one if you're an entrepreneur, right? So we are living our beliefs and expectations. Look around, do an assessment right? Everything that you're experiencing, all of your results in life and business are directly tied into your self-image, your beliefs, and your expectations. That's all subconsciously programmed into you. That's why you'll see people who set a goal for themselves. Maybe it's a financial goal. Say, like, okay, well, I've been at six figures. Now I want to be over seven figures. Well, your self-image, your current beliefs, your current expectations, your current conditioning has got you all nice and cozy where you're at. Mm -hmm. And so now you're starting to take actions to generate this new level of income. You're putting yourself out there in this bigger way. And you start to encounter a lot of pushback from your mind, a lot of resistance, self-sabotaging behaviors, procrastination, um, things that appear to be outside of yourself, uh, justifiable reasons why it's not your fault. All these things start happening that keep you right where you are. So we need to address what are the beliefs? Because your mind's job is to protect you. Your mind's job is to keep you in your same old, same old status quo, right? Keep you from harm. I mean, that's exactly. what it's doing. Yeah. So if you have a belief at some level of the mind that rich people are greedy and you heard the, the disgust in your father's voice about that greedy rich guy that lived mm. on the road that screwed him over. You do not want to be that greedy, greedy rich person that your father is going to resent. You do not. So now you are directly bumping up against a belief that is contradicting with your goals and your desires. And in some cases, those beliefs are so strong that they literally will be the reason that someone cannot break through. Now imagine that you have an entire lifetime worth of wacky stuff that you've heard and you've seen and decisions and conclusions that you came to because you struggled, you failed, mm -hmm. right? And now you're bumping up against all of that stuff as you are trying to achieve this goal 
that is outside of your current self-image, your current beliefs, your current expectations. Okay. And and that's why reading a simple book is in many cases just simply doesn't cut it. Yeah. Well, so how does somebody change their beliefs about themselves and their ability to create success? And I think part of it, and disagree with if you want, but I think part of it is they don't feel worthy, right? Well, worthiness, that that's part of that self-image. Yeah. So if you identify yourself as the, you know, the, the middle class um, person who, you know, has a really, really good work ethic and, you know, just always sort of gets the, the short end of the stick, mm-hmm. right? That is not going to be very uh, conducive to, you know, being a high performance entrepreneur who is you know, getting things done and, and, you know, having big gains. So we have to start to recondition the mind so that is identifying our limiting beliefs. And there are a variety of different processes that can be done to identify our limiting beliefs, cleaning up those limiting beliefs, taking the negative emotional charge off of our old triggered responses, right? If you've got a fear of public speaking, you've got a fear of whatever, right? Your mind, when you think about it, you have that physiological reaction, that energetic charge comes up. So Mm. we've got to find ways to neutralize those old triggered responses so that you no longer are the deer in the headlights when it comes time to do the thing you need to do to, to, you know, get up there on that stage. So reconditioning is a process of undoing the old and putting in the new, like we, we talked about earlier. Right, right. And that's why you'll hear people say, you know, successful people are always learning. They're always learning. They're always growing. Every time you're putting that good stuff into your subconscious mind, you're helping to create the new mental conditioning that is propelling you forward. Um, I, this is probably a little bit of a tough question, perhaps even unfair, but is, is there a mindset strategy that you could share like that would help listeners if if they're not ready yet to take the step of working with someone like yourself, is there something that they can do? I'm sure people are listening right now going, yeah, I know I have that, but I don't know how to fix that. Is there some sort of a strategy you could share? There are, there are a lot of, a lot of free resources. Um, You can, you can get a a fair way uh, by finding some free hypnosis audios, doing some guided meditations. Um, I mentioned EFT, emotional freedom techniques, also referred to as tapping. Fantastic technique for shifting some of those old um, limiting beliefs and the old negative feelings like fear and and all the unpleasant stuff that we find ourselves bumping up against. The one piece that I will say, regardless of what strategy you employ, Mm -hmm. is you have to, you absolutely have to be fully committed. This is not a one shot deal. There is no magic bullet. There is no like, I mean, you've got to do the work. And I always say, you know, the inner work is like ongoing work. You've got to just keep feeding your mind that good stuff. And there are always resources for anyone at any level there will always be something to meet you at your level so i know you have a you you have a couple books one of them is called the outside the box entrepreneur the mindset marketing and making of your lifestyle business and um let's see what chapter was it 
Uh, chapter five was letting go of what does not serve you. What do you mean by that? So when you identify that you have certain beliefs, expectations, um, and expectations are really just, they're great indicators for what your beliefs are, right? So ask yourself, you've got a goal. What do I really expect? What do I honestly expect? Now you're going to hear your story, right? Oh, it's going to be hard. Well, what's the story there? What's the belief there? So now you look at what the belief is. Maybe the belief is, well, it's been hard every time I've tried. Every time. It's never been easy for me right? So you have a story there. You've got a belief there. Now ask yourself objectively, does it serve me to hold on to this? There's no law of the universe that says it has to be this way. It's not this way for everyone. Therefore, it's just a belief. If it's just a belief, beliefs can be changed. But now I've got to be willing to challenge that. So when you ask yourself honestly and objectively, does holding on to this belief does it serve me? And if you're really honest with yourself, it, it the answer is going to be no, right? Because right? Right. there's always a better way than a disempowering way of looking at things. And, and take it even further, okay? Is it serving anyone, anyone at all for me to have this disempowering belief, right? It's not serving your family. It's not serving your customers and your clients. It's not serving anyone. There is no human being that is benefiting from you having this disempowering belief. Mm. So now you've identified that it does not serve you. Now you ask yourself, well, am I willing to let it go? And this is powerful. My clients get so tripped up on this, new clients. They immediately jump to, but how? I didn't ask you how. I said, are right. you willing? Right? Willing is the next step. The how will follow. But let's get clear here. Are you willing to let that go? Because up to this point, your mind's been holding on to it for dear life in many cases, right? Your mind wants to protect you by holding on to the fear as though somehow that is keeping you safe, even though it's toxic and it's making you miserable and it's interfering with your goals and dreams. So that's what I mean by, is it serving you? You've got to challenge your beliefs because when you really shine the light of truth on them, it's going to become much more clear to you that there really isn't any value in holding on to it. Uh, I'm curious how many of you've been doing this for a long, long time. How many of your clients uh, suffer from imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome. So common. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I have a slightly different take on imposter syndrome based okay. on the work that I have done with clients for over a decade. Nope. We love, we love to put things in their perfect little box. We love to have a, a label, slap a label, a diagnosis on things. You know, we have to have the, the right word to describe how we're feeling. You know, that's just the way human beings think. But now if we're really just honest about what someone's experiencing when they say I have imposter syndrome, right? It's a, it's a deep rooted insecurity, right? I don't feel worthy. I don't feel deserving. I feel like this was just a lucky accident. I'm underqualified, whatever the story is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so now here's what I've seen. 
and I'm sure you can attest to this, when we are, we're at our current level and now we feel inspired. I wanna set this new goal. I wanna to get to this next level. What happens? Is it all rainbows and butterflies? Sure as hell isn't, right? No. You're gonna bump up against all of your stuff. So you've gotta remember that who you are, what you're experiencing is your current self-image, your current beliefs, your current expectations. So now you wanna to get to this new level some of these beliefs that are keeping you at this level, all nice and comfy and cozy, right? They don't match who you need to be to get up to this next level. You can't take those beliefs with you, which means you're going to bump up against them. And when they come up, you experience that as all sorts of fears, doubts, insecurities, and limiting beliefs, all sorts of resistance. Some people call it new level, new devil. Some people say it's reaching your upper limit, right? Everybody's got their cutesy little terms mm -hmm. for it. But it's a phenomenon that occurs every time we're up leveling. And sometimes we get to that next level and we still have a little bit of those lingering things. We don't, we haven't fully aligned our self image with this new level of status or success. And that just means there's a little more cleanup work to do. Got to clean up some of those limiting beliefs. Got to reinforce that new self-image a little bit more because now once you've, once you own that, right? Once you own that new level, whatever it is, the the, the financial level, the title, whatever it is, right? It's a non-issue after that. So it's just all those mental processes that kind of are naturally coming along on this journey as we grow and up level ourselves. And I know a lot of people talk about perfectionism, like, oh, I'm not going to launch my book until I'm I'm sure I've missed the last com missing comma or the product promo web whatever it is. They they and I I mean I guess that's that's really rooted in the fear of what people will say should that mistake be made public, right? So it's it's low self-esteem. Perfectionism. So who do we know that's actually perfect? You know, and, and honestly, honestly, if you're sitting next to someone who is, quote, perfect, are you, they're not relatable, right? Right. Because it's not natural. So perfectionism is, in many cases, right, a, a defense mechanism, right? Just like procrastination or anything else, it's, it's showing you that you have stuff in your mind that does not support you. It does not serve you. Now we're not saying you need to throw out trash, you know, like write some crap and put it in a book and, and get it out there. Right. There's, there's certainly, um, you know, there, there's a distinction there, but are you using that as your justification for not doing it? Are you using that as, the justification for stopping yourself, slowing yourself down, staying in your current status quo. Are you willing to challenge that and do the work to overcome that? Uh, it's, it's just another symptom, right? It's just another symptom. People who maybe are trying to overcompensate for insecurities or whatever it may be. But in any case, it's really, it can be detrimental. Well, um, 
we're quickly running out of time here. What do you, so what do you, could you even say, what is like the number one thing that you usually work on? Is it self-confidence? I mean, or is that just too high level of a term, but is, is that what most people come in for, whether they know it or not? Mm, I wouldn't say so. Um, I would say that most people, they recognize that they have a really strong desire mm-hmm. and they also have been bumping up against so much of their own internal resistance that they finally have acknowledged to themselves. I'm the one getting in my own way yeah. in some capacity. There's something going on here. I don't know what it is. I only know that I can't take it anymore and it's got to change. And that's really the the common theme. Everybody's thing is different. Everybody's goal is different. Everybody's challenge is slightly different. I see a lot of crossover for sure, mm-hmm. but it's it's almost like um, each person is kind of going through their own little bit of internal hell because you're you're being called to do something, whatever it is, that goal, that dream, that desire. It's calling you, and you're feeling it, and you're desiring it, and you feel like it's out of reach and that's antagonizing and it's painful and they're there we can take it for a while but at some point you recognize that dream's not going away that desire is not going away so yeah. i've got to do something else here what's that but just that last thought is you know i've got to do something else here because oh, right. what i've been doing isn't working i mean in a way it's like um whether it's addiction or something else, once you reach rock bottom, and I think in this regard for entrepreneurs, rock bottom is I've been doing this for a year or two years or 10 years, and I got the strong desire, but I can't get out of my own way. That would be rock bottom when you, when you reach out to someone like yourself or a coach or something and and get some help. Everybody's rock bottom is different. I like to, you know, use the example. You see people who are, they're, they're homeless. They're, they're on the street. They're begging for money, right? Now, maybe his, he hasn't hit his rock bottom yet, right? Um, maybe he drank his way out of his marriage and his, his home and his career and everything. And he still hasn't hit rock bottom because now he's begging for that money so he can go buy a bottle of booze. Mm-hmm. Someone else's rock bottom is... I'm hungover and I miss my morning meeting and I'm never doing that again. Right. Everyone's rock bottom is different. And there are two things that will motivate people to finally break through. One is hitting their rock bottom and the other is getting so ignited with their passion, their desire, that look out there like a juggernaut and they're just going to you know, break through all that resistance. Doesn't mean that there's not still the inner work to do, but those are usually the two catalysts that will compel people to finally start to break through their challenges. Uh, so we're at three thirty. So we're we're going to wrap up. I can't. I got to squeeze one more question. Is there an average as to how many visits or sessions, whatever you call it, is it three, five, twenty? I mean, it, I'm sure it's all over the map. But you've been doing it for ten years. Is there an average? I mean, somebody's probably curious. I'm sure somebody's wanting me to ask you that. <laughs> uh, so, if someone is just looking to do 
hypnotherapy. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't even usually work in that capacity anymore. I consider myself more of a business mindset mentor because I'm working with people really on creating everything that their heart desires. Um, That being said, if you're just going to quit smoking, maybe three sessions, maybe, maybe more if you have a lot of resistance, Um, weight loss might be a couple months. Um, really depends on the goal, really depends on the person. I have clients who've worked with me for years. You know, so I, when I say years, I mean like six plus years straight. Wow. And, and let me just say, it's not because it's taking that long to get the results. They would have left a long time ago. They would have gone somewhere else. They moved on to something they else, just right? Keep up leveling. They just yeah. keep achieving more. Wow. Well, I'm, well, I think you're, uh, you're amazing. You're obviously very successful and I'm a big fan of hypnotherapy. So I'm sure uh, people are, are loving this. Um, a little thank you there from Robin. Um, so how can people connect with you and learn more about you, Alicia? Uh, website is the best way. AliciaKramer.com. I've got free hypnosis on there. Uh, business success course, hypnosis audio program. There's a you know little button there on the top. Uh, you can get that for free and reach out if there's anything that I can support you with. Wonderful. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you so much. This has been a really, really big boy. When I, when I know when I run out of time and I got a hundred more questions, it's been a good show. Thanks for being my special guest today. My pleasure. Hey folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Alicia Kramer. And uh, I highly recommend you connect with her and learn from her. She really knows her stuff. And um, I always check out my guests so you can take that to the bank because who say that Beretta used to say that. You can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com, getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in, uh, again, the Dream Business Mastermind Coaching Program, that's Dream Biz Coaching, dreambizcoaching.com. Remember, you can get all six of my books in digital format for free as Kindle books on Amazon, as Nook books at Barnes & Noble, and at the Apple iBook Store. But until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.